Come and visit the photography show at the Birmingham NEC between the 14th and 17th of March. With over 300 brands exhibiting their products and services, new product launches and hands-on demos with over 270 talks and classes over the four days and over 30,000 like-minded photo and video attendees to meet and connect with, you have everything you need to capture a fresh perspective and improve your skills, whether you're an absolute beginner or a seasoned professional. Come and get inspired at the Photography Show. Tickets available from photographyshow.com and you can use code CLAYDEWTPS20, that's C-L-A-Y-D-E-W-T-P-S-20, to get 20% off advanced standard single day tickets only. See terms and conditions on the show notes. We'll see you there. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. We're back. It's He Shoots, He Draws. I say every week, I say, welcome back to another edition of He Shoots, He Draws. And I realise that David McClelland, at the start of the show, says exactly those things. And I don't know why I repeat it's it. Just, it's just, so, it's just is. It's just happy. Yeah. I want to change things up, really. <laughs> so next week, I'm just going to go, ah, yeah. <laughs> but no, thanks for joining us again. I'm sure you're a regular seasoned listener and you've you've listened to all 105 episodes so far. And this is 106. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, last week's was Julianne Cost, which we had great downloads mm-hmm. on that. Um, really enjoyable interview, and I, I, we've had a few comments, and uh, yeah, it's been and, really. And nice. you've I really set enjoyed it up that for one. a follow up as well. I notice. Yes, yeah, yeah. There was, there was more to discuss, and so we, we, when we finished, we could have talked mm. more, and it, it was kind of oh, should we do an hour? And then when I, I sort of I was manually getting up to the end of it and going, okay, well, yeah, thank you. And all of a sudden, I could see on her face, it was like I could talk some more. You never know how far but to push it, though, do you? Because you know, it's the first time you get somebody on, and you say it's going to take an hour, and if you go over. You feel a bit awkward because then if you ask them again, they know, I know it's going to take longer than you say. So you want to try, yeah. you want to behave on the first one. Yeah, so I think getting a good strong mm. hour was good and then and leave them wanting to talk to mm. us more, which is always always nice when you, you know, when you get someone who does want to be interviewed yeah. again or come back on the show. So thanks to Julianne. Um, so this week it's a Glyn and Dave hey. episode. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's good for you or bad, but we're doing it anyway. Um, so this week was kind of driven out of something that i saw on friday um i popped over to glenn's and we were going to see the script and that's our mm-hmm. band that's the and and that the, my liking of the script actually i want to tell you a little backstory on this because a lot of people wouldn't know it was a few years ago at photoshop world glenn got to go up on stage and do this little talk at the end of photoshop world and one of the things he was talking about was his you know his growing up and his younger years and there was a line from a song that he told me about which was uh take that rage put it on the page take the page to the stage blow the roof off the place and yeah and uh and i kind of knew of the script i knew who they were but i haven't really paid paid much attention to them so i started listening to the album that that song was on and then it was like wow this album's Mm. good and then found they got an about four other albums or three other albums so I went out and bought them and started listening to them and then I saw they were live so we went up to London to see them and then I saw them again in Swindon and then we were over at Photoshop World or Adobe Max I can't remember in the last 
Vegas. I think it, I think it was Photoshop. Well, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it turned out the scripts were on the hotel, pretty much opposite where we were, and Tom Walker. Um, an English artist was support. That, and that, that was, was really an good. amazing and concert the, because it was quite intimate, was, wasn't it? Really, it wasn't that many there. You know, what I mean, it wasn't a big venue. Yeah, a lot. And also, they had that like elastic floor, mm. and he encouraged everyone, and you could feel the whole the yeah. whole room like that bouncing. Somewhere else, seeing your favorite your favorite bands in Vegas was somewhere else. It yeah, really was. and he came up. One of the things that um, Danny, the singer, does is he comes out into the crowd, and he actually ended up kind of walking right in mm. front of us, like two rows in front of us, singing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love seeing them live. So we had a really good Friday night out. Um, can't see the script. But while I was over at Glynn's, um, this is something I know he's been working on, but he gave me a little sneak peek of his new website. And that got me thinking about the subject for tonight because I remember when I first back, first think back to when I mm-hmm. met you. And this is our 10th year, mate. It's our 10th anniversary coming up this year. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go to Southend-on-Sea for a weekend away? (laughs) Glory, 10 years. Um, But yeah, 10 years ago, and I remember coming along to one of your first workshops. Now, it was probably around the first time I sort of saw your logo, and it was that green, you had that kind of light green and grey. Yeah. Yeah, and and your logo, and obviously it's much better (laughs) now. But I remember your website. And obviously, this this will resonate with a lot of photographers. Think back ten years ago. If you've been in the industry for say ten years, let's use that as a as a time frame. Obviously, websites ten years ago, the way they were built and how we had access to them is a lot different to is today. And I know that because I used to build websites. I I learnt code, and that was one of the jobs that I used to do. And back then, it was kind of a very static, you know, front page about me, a little bit of a maybe a price list and uh, a portfolio mm. but you didn't have a lot of control over it it was you always had to pay thousands of pounds to get somebody to build your website and and i remember you there was a point where i remember you sort of going this isn't working for mm. me and and what got what that got me thinking about was you've from memory i think you've gone about three at least three iterations of your website over time yeah, i guess it is actually so yeah, so I sort of wanted to pick your brains for other photographers um, because there are lots of online options now. But going back to the website you had, because your new website is launched now, but the website that people would know of that you've had sort of maybe the past, I guess, four years? I, would, I wouldn't want to hazard a guess because time just goes so quickly, but I guess it could well yeah. be four years, three, four years, yeah. Yeah. So when you changed... Over that, over the period of the website you've just had, what kind of successes do you feel you had from making those changes? Because obviously your business changed. You became an mm. author. You started selling tutorials. What do you feel you got from that website in making that initial change before we talk about what you've done What do you mean, going from the one that was like the greeny one to the bluey one? Yeah, because you, you obviously need to change it. And your business, I think your business model has changed dramatically as yeah. well because I think you, your quality of work was different yeah. than what you did. And you became an instructor. It's actually quite a difficult question to answer, but I, th- I think the only reason I can think about, well, number one, why I did it, was because I get I actually get bored of websites quite quickly, and because yeah. I've got a real thing about websites, not my own but other people's. If I use them, and they're difficult to find things and navigate around, and they just don't look that pleasing, I can't. St- I just I've got a real thing for that, especially if you can't find something. I find that really irritating. So I guess over time, 
each each new version of my website, I've tried to bring into the colouring that I like, tried to make it look uh, not feng shui, but simple. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Simple without look. Web yeah, shui. Web shui. Simple, but without being <laughs> basic. Um, and just easy to navigate around. And it's. I guess it's just kind of like, it's limited really by, I guess I could say, because I was having people do them before. I know we're going to touch on what, what's happening now, but other people were doing them for mm. me, one person in particular. And I was kind of limited in a way to what they, not what they could do, because they could do pretty much anything. But what what the functionality I wanted, it didn't need to be all singing, all dancing. It needed to be basic and get the point across, So basically is what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Because a big part of my website had been a blog, regular blog posts, and then over time, there's been things coming in like the web store. So because a web store got introduced, it then had to change. And then as time's gone on, you're thinking, well, what? What do I want people to see when they first come to the website? You've got to try and get a balance of between I want to share stuff, but on the other hand, I also want to sell stuff. But I don't want people to land on my website thinking he's just trying to sell me stuff. So it's really hard to get that kind of that kind of balance. And I'm, and I'm kind of hoping I've got that now with this new one. Uh, but time will tell, I guess. I know, because I remember thinking, I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast a long, long time ago, but that that pressure of, I need to put a blog post every mm. day, I need to share something, I need to write something. And I remember you used to do a very regular blog um, on your website yeah. where you were hosting a lot of stuff. And you, and you soon realised, like most things, once you become a slave to it, it then is oh what well that, that, that's exactly it you, you feel like you become a slave to it as we've talked about with regards to the youtube videos that were happening every single week you don't need to do that do you know what i mean because if you start to feel like you're a slave to it like i was with the blog because initially i was doing a blog post once a week and i think it was once every wednesday i think and that was purely to to motivate me to produce content and i'm talking about way back now but then mm. i kind of went into doing three blog posts a week and then eventually you started to get into five blog posts a week. And the, the danger with that is it's great while you've got that regular churning out day-to-day -day quality content. But when you haven't necessarily got the quality of the content, but you know you've got to put a blog post out there, it gets watered down. It just becomes, you know, people aren't stupid. It kind of looks like you're just making a blog post for the sake of it. It's kind of like modern-day social media because I guess way back then, if we're talking this side of 10 years ago, Facebook and stuff like that wasn't being used like it is now. So my no. blog posts were kind of just out there. And I'm kind of comparing that to sometimes when you see on social media, people posting because, well, I haven't done a post today. And, you know, I mean, we yeah. know what our attitudes are on that. If you've got nothing to say on social media, hey, just enjoy the silence. You don't need to put something out there because people won't, people won't forget you, but they'll get annoyed exactly. by you if you keep putting crap out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So... And the thing I remember as well doing it back in the day, and which is why I completely kind of walked walked away from it and shut the door firmly behind me and locked it and threw away the mm. key, was the the big dark art of SEO. Everyone was, oh, I need a website. And then you'd build them a website and then they'd be, right, how do I get to number one on Google? I have to be number one on Google. If, I don't, if I'm not number one on Google, I'm not going to get any business. Mm. Oh, my business is failing because I'm not number one. And I'm, and I'm so glad that, you know, I know SEO is important, but I think today, I think in 2020, I don't think for people who've established a business and have a name that's also fairly recognisable, most people would just, 
you know, if someone's looking for a local photographer in the Oxford area, you're not the no. person that, that you don't want to come up no. as that. You don't. Well, I mean, we spoke to Joe McNally about it, and he said his studio gets inquiries. They don't know who he is. He's just a photography studio, and and they get inquiries who you know we want a full day photo shoot. We can pay twenty five dollars. So there are times when SEO is bags. You don't want to be found. But personally, I just think the way Google changed and the way social media's kind of been more introduced, mm. it it just feels like. And we, this is where we're moving on to is building it yourself. Is that whole thing of SEO is unless unless you've gone into business without a business plan and then you're you're relying solely on being found on Google, I, I think you're going to struggle. I think that it's a dark art. You're going to throw a lot of money into a hole. And if there's any SEO experts out there listening who are hating me for saying that, trust me, I've worked with mm. a few that have absolutely pulled the pants down of customers of mine and friends mm. of mine and never delivered and taken a lot of money off mm. them. And have always fed excuses. Do you know this, this thing with so, SEO day? I mean, it's kind of like the the modern day sort of social media when it comes to all the hashtags, isn't it? It's what can I put mm. in that so, that SEO section that's going to get me found? And I've got to be honest with you, if I think about the websites that I've done, um, and also the ones I've had done, the SEO on that wasn't that. It really wasn't that much at all, if any. Uh, but I've still been found, and I've still had plenty of work coming in. So I, I think I think yeah. it is. You know what do I know? But all all I do know is I've never struggled for work, and I know that I've always been found. And I regularly get people saying I found you because of your blog post on, or your video yeah. on. It's not because they put certain keywords in. They put in something like um, invisible. Uh, how do I photograph somebody? How do I fo- do a close up portrait? Now within my blog post, when I write them. There are those words, blog posts, you know, say sort of a close-up portrait. So I get found by that way. It's not because there's some fancy wording being used in the SEO section in behind the scenes of my website. So, yeah, it's the way content's found. And I know one of the things when when do you remember Google Plus? Oh, God, God bless this little soul. Mm. Yeah, Google Plus, and everyone hugged it, and they even had a big photography event, mm. didn't they? The big photographers Google Plus event, and uh, and then till it became worse than myspace <laughs> but one of the things that i liked about what google did which which i think why it changed that whole seo thing for a lot of people was when you were logged in when you set up a google account and logged in google knew who you were connected to through google plus so when you searched for something what google would do was not give you like the organic search results that its algorithms doing it would go oh dave is looking how to shoot a close-up portrait well one of his friends is a photographer called glenn jewish and he's got it so you would come up as number mm. one so i'd go hey glenn you're number one on google for da 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 but if someone else did the search you weren't number one because what google was doing was going well look this guy's got a bunch of friends his friend's content will probably help him first before we send him somewhere else so then the whole being number one thing changed for me. That is just my view. But that whole num- being number one thing changed because Google wasn't giving you an organic or paid for search. It was just saying, here's a bunch of stuff that all your friends follow. Here's a bunch of blogs. There's some information here. So I think now, with like your we- looking at your website today, that just launched as we're recording on Sunday mm-hmm. night, and this episode will be out Monday, uh, you just launched this weekend, like a soft mm-hmm. launch. Um, you kind of well you've built it yourself yeah, completely which we're going yeah, to talk yeah, about completely um 
Now, I know, just rewinding a little bit for anyone who hadn't heard previous episodes, Glyn has got the 3945 Portraits project, uh, which is 3945portraits.com. And he built that on Wix.com. Mm-hmm himself and I'm <laughs> literally in an afternoon gonna, it was that quick yeah yeah and and not to be like well if glean can build one no believe me one, if you be like that because yeah. i'm not a web designer i'm really not no that's the point i would say is back in the day like you had to keep a ton of money aside and i know i, I know we've got friends who are web developers who do this is their business and, I, and it's not to demean what they do because i know there is a big difference, like anything. It's a big difference between buying a one dollar photo and hiring a ten thousand pound photographer. Yeah, there is, but not everybody can go and hire a ten thousand pound web designer to build their website, or even five thousand. I don't, I don't, I don't cases, even think it's the money now that is the issue. I don't. I don't think it is think that. It, I think in my case, we may touch on this. In my yeah. case, it was wanting control. That's that's basically yes. what it was. It was wanting the control. And that's that's exactly where I'm. Well, well, well. Links God, we know good. each other, don't we? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, that was exactly it. It was. I know the reason why I walked away from websites was because I would just get throughout the day. I'd be at work and I'd get random phone calls yeah, and yeah. emails. I need. I need to change this on my website. I need. I need this. That needs changing. This needs updating. And it was frustrating yeah. because these people wanted websites but had no idea how a website worked, no idea how WordPress worked, and were never, ever going to be able to change their website themselves. I, I cringe and, how, when I had mine built before, the amount of times I would contact the person who was doing it again and again and again about little things. Yeah. And I'm not talking recent, I'm talking in previous ones, when I have maybe wanted a change or something integrating. They must have been cursing me, absolutely cursing me. And... I, I just I remember ages ago. I think we mentioned this the other night actually on the Friday. The fact that we talked about there used to be that plugin you could get in Photoshop that you could design a photo, a, a website using layers in Photoshop layers, and export yeah. it, and it would create the coding to then upload it and make a functioning website. And I, I think I did that twice, and I wouldn't get left alone by the people I'd done it for. So I dread to think what it must be like to be a full time web designer. You must have pictures of your clients on dartboards all around the office because it's just oh god no yeah. I, I found it really hard and that's only two websites yeah and i know it's different today i know um like we spoke to Hal edwards who were friends of ours and i, sh- I know charlotte um that builds websites and, and i've had a conversation with them about squarespace and and wix and i know you know their feelings on it and i know that they can build a web they could build somebody a website who has budget and make it accessible for them. There are better ways of making bespoke sites that do have that, like, here's how... To, I mean, we've got it at work. We've got... We use a system that means anybody can load a blog mm-hmm. post. Um, in the same way, like WordPress, you can actually create a... Word, this is a tip for you if you use WordPress. Google it and find out how to do it. But if you set it up properly and you're out and about and you really need to um, post a blog post about something... You can actually set your WordPress site up so that it accepts an email. And what you do is you send an email to the email address of your website, which is a very specific right. one. You put you put in the subject line the blog post uh, title, and then you type out the blog post, add an image, type some more, add an image, send this email, and your WordPress website will turn that into a blog post and use the subject line as a title. 
you need a yeah. special plugin for it to do that then or not? No, you, all you do is you just need the sp- very specific email address that you mustn't give to anybody else. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's obviously a very bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a very it's a cr- it's a crude way of doing it, but I've done, I used that's, to do it at my a, old website. If, you, if there's something really urgent you need to get out, that's yeah. a good idea. That if I couldn't log in, if I couldn't log into my website or something, but I could send an email, mm-hmm. I could send it, and then so I get a blog post up live, and then I can go in the evening, go in and yeah, kind and of style it, it and yeah. maybe change it, but. But that, that was a little tip. And that was the thing. It was control. So I know you've obviously built 3945portraits.com. Um, you did it with mm. Wix. I think it looks lovely. I, th- I don't really think it matters what it was built in. I think at the end of the day, the purpose is fit for purpose. Yep. We should get T-shirts. We should actually, that, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we're fit and we've got purpose. <laughs> 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 Trades description <Yeah>. act. <laughs> but... But we go on about this a lot fit for purpose. Now, for Glenn, it worked. The, the, the portraits website is great. The the content, the speed at which you've added yep. content to it, it, and, it and the way it it's developed. It does what it needs to do at the moment. And that's not to say that in the future, as the project grows, because it is growing in in areas that I didn't think it would, it might need to change. Who knows? Actually, on the, on the, on the yeah. subject of uh, Wix, I had somebody, and I, I, if they're a listener, I apologise because I've forgotten their name, but they contacted me to say that they're looking to build a new website. They were looking at Squarespace, if you mentioned, and also Wix, but one of the mm. things that their current web designer, in an attempt to hold on to them, kind of said to them, which kind of scared them a little bit, was to say that, oh, if you use Wix, if you read their terms and conditions, it basically says all the images you upload on them uh, are theirs onto your website. And he kind of emailed me to say, is that, you know, have you thought, have you seen that? Are you worried about that? Because obviously being the, the veterans portraits. Now I looked into it and the terms and conditions, uh, it could be somebody else who's going to really slate me for this to say, no, you're wrong. But I read the terms and conditions and it basically says, in layman's terms, what, what their terms and conditions say is that your layout that you create using their system, they can then publish and use everywhere else to advertise for themselves. It's not saying that the individual portraits and photographs that you upload of your friends and your family or your clients are now theirs. It's saying the structure, the layout, the, the visual you've created is theirs. So I just want to get that out there. Yeah. Would well, you remember that time on Facebook when people started posting that thing going, I hereby declare That's that you now. may not. At the, t- at the day of recording this, I had somebody, a friend of mine earlier on, posted it saying, don't forget, folks, tomorrow is the last day when Facebook, from, uh, today's the last day because tomorrow Facebook can now have access and they can own all your pictures. And then somebody needs to put, it's a hoax, mate. This has happened every year for the last God knows how many years. It's a hoax. Yeah. And everyone posts it and you think, you look back at their pictures and think, you're safe. Mm. <laughs> And then whoever it was that, that kind of sent that hoax out there is laughing their heads off thinking, oh, suckers. You know what I mean? I've got them all to post this. So. I know there are some bad ones. There was a Russian one. Was it not Visco? There was a Russian one that did actually. There are some dubious ones that do have terms and conditions. But the thing is, it's always legal on and, and they all get, get straight on top. So this one, so the yes, new website, yeah. you didn't do on nope. Wix. You actually used your current website was on wordpress yep. and it was it was uh built by you know you decided what you wanted and you had somebody build it and that's the way it's lived and i know you've had some frustrations along the way where you wanted to change mm-hmm. stuff and it has kind of it's changed a little bit i remember probably a year or two ago you made some dr- big changes to it the way when you land on yeah. the page what you see straight away you also added the toolbox mm-hmm. that you give away as well to, for people to, and and the important thing for you is people signing up to the email newsletter mm-hmm. 
which is where most of your good stuff comes from and happens because that's the way you communicate with your community and and that's growing as well um but you've stayed on wordpress Mm -hmm. and on this one you used a thing called divi from elegant themes we're not we're not affiliated we get no kickback on this nor do we no these are just purely found a tool and the the new the website for the podcast will also be built in divi as well i think this was um uh, Matt Kloskowski, when I was chatting to him, he told me, because I've always liked the way that Matt designs his website. It's real simple to, to look at, very aesthetically pleasing, easy to navigate. And he said, oh, I'm using this thing called Divi. And then I'm, oh, that sounds good. I looked into it. Then I mentioned it to you and you said, oh, yeah, I know about Divi. You know, yeah. I, I can never catch you out. I've never found something new. You knew about it. <laughs> so then, it, and, and the, what I liked about Divi was, yeah, it's with WordPress, which for me is important being my main website because I'm not reliant on a company such as Wix and Squarespace, as an example, because who knows in the future what's going to happen with them because if they suddenly disappear, my website disappears. But I've got WordPress. All I need is a host, and I've got a host, which I'm going to be changing. But I now got that, so I've got that control there, which is quite um, helps me sleep well at night. But the Divi... Uh, the way that you build the website, it's very much a case of what you see is what you get. Drag and drop. All right, I want this there, I want that there. And then you can really dive deeper down into it and change the theme and look and styling and stuff. Mm. And it seems almost like every other day there's an update which allows you to do even more. And for me, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Because I look at my website that I've got now and I think, well, if I'd hired somebody, I'd have asked them to do what I've done. Because I like the look of it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, yeah. you know, kind of all weird and wonderful things happening. It needs to be functional because I want people to land on it and have no illusion about where things are. They can just see it. Yeah. Well, it's like I say about if I'm designing or when I used to do the websites is I'm not doing it to win yeah. an award. I'm not doing it to be groundbreaking in, in design. Uh, it's fit mm. for purpose. Is the customer happy? Will he pay me? Will he or she pay me? Mm. Yeah. Job done move on you know I, i've rarely sh- sh- like i said, I rarely share websites that i've made or designs that i've done because i just think did it do what you wanted mm. it to do and that's what your website it doesn't need background videos and music coming in no. and you know st- stuff moving around parallax effects or anything i mean you do you do get that with divi that's well, there's, some there's, of the stuff there's they loads include. of stuff you can do with it but you know what for simple little things like you know, before now, I wouldn't have had a clue if I wanted to integrate my MailChimp email newsletter type stuff within my website. I wouldn't have a clue where to start. Uh, to add a form in there so that people can contact me through it. Add a download thing where people, if they want to get my creativity pack, I can download direct from the website now. I wouldn't have had a clue where to start because that's not been my world. But with this, it literally was a case of, right, I want a form there where people can contact me. Drag, drop, right, there it's in there. Right, there's the form. What fields do I want? Well, I want their first name, their address, their phone number or whatever, and their email address, and then a space for their message. Right, now I've got that. Where do I want it to go when they send it to me? And it was just like, that can't be that easy. And it has been. And that's that's all I'm looking yeah. for. Do you know what I mean? I am, I am genuinely happy with it. I love the store. Um, there's a few other little things. Like last night, I had a few kind of, um, once it had launched, that's when you start to really notice things that aren't maybe how you want them. Yeah. So... Uh, Rather than me hounding the person who would literally helped me all these years, <laughs> I thought, Do you know what? There's a phrase I always I was told on a on a while back now called learned helplessness. And I thought, I'm not gonna mm. suffer with learned helplessness and just go, I don't know how to do this and then get hold of somebody. 
I'm going to take responsibility here and I'm going to find out how I can do it. And the, the internet is a wonderful thing, Dave. There's so many things you can find on the internet. And I, and I found I a great video which talked about a great plugin which I installed and it's done everything I could want it to do. It's just, it was so, so, I haven't really actually enjoyed it, believe it or not. It was, um, yeah, and the satisfaction of doing it myself. I was like, yes. Well, I'll admit, I will admit something now is that because I haven't done websites for so right. long, I actually looked at what you did on Wix and thought, fair play, mate, <laughs> because a couple of times I've gone to do our podcast website and I haven't had the time to start, kind of sit down and focus on it. And I used to use Divi when it first came oh, out okay. long, long time ago. I think Divi 1 and I just changed to Divi 2 as I sort of, sort of pulled away mm. from it and I built about three or four websites in it. Um but yeah, when I, and then when I saw what you were doing with your website on Friday when you gave me a sneak peek, I was like, he's better than me. <laughs> no, mate, Divi <laughs> is better. That's what it is. Yeah, it yeah. Really is. But, but it just made me think, it made me feel inadequate because I just thought, well, I've installed Divi as the theme for our website in the background. Um, I actually need to ask you <laughs> how, I can, how I can build our website on the oh, side okay. like you did with yeah, yours. Yeah. With, so that our current one stays live. Because at the moment, our current website is a, a basic WordPress theme, and I've got a simple cast plugin that base, all it does is every time we release an episode, it just I'll throws it what, in mate, as a There's post. so much there's we no... can do with Divi for the, for the podcast website. Yeah, so I'd like to have a meeting with Sorted. you at some Sorted. point to go through our website. And I want you to teach me, Divi. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want the student to teach the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I did see it, and I, and I really thought, wow. I'm, I've like taken my eye off that ball for such a long time, and it really was. I mean, I know you're very thorough. I know the na your nature is to either do it properly or not at all. You won't do a half-assed <laughs> website. You won't kind of do a suck it and see. I hate the phrase up. "that'll I do." I hate that. Yeah, I really do. Oh, that that'll do, and yeah. we'll manage. I hate those fra those two phrases. Just want to say that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> pet, pet, and that was pet peeve corner <laughs> but no what i'd encourage people to do is is just launch the website so let's test mm. him out go on go on com and have a snoop have a snoop around see if you can find anything that's broken or not working or maybe was difficult to find or or a process um you know check that the email sign up process or if you're going to sign up or you know even if you do even if you buy mm. something this isn't to help encourage people to buy but if you do buy something give Glenn some feedback on the process is it easier it than should before? be it should be a lot easier because i know yeah. it's like when you have when you go to a store to buy something and you click after click after click i've reduced all of that it's so it's how i would want it to be and i'm not just saying this because we're trying to promote one website because i you know um, no. but blog posts um, it's just it should be so easy there's a gear page dedicated gear page now so people can see it do you know what I mean because I do get asked about yeah. what kit I'm using so I'm really quite happy with it and the about page as well I quite like it yeah. I'm quite happy yeah. look at you <laughs> <laughs> if you could see his little happy well I've got face. it on the monitor above this one and I'm just looking at it going yeah, yeah. I feel that I mean that <laughs> the, the only thing we'll say is we are um, we are going to be changing the host at some point, but I didn't want to change the host and upload the website all at the same time because the host I've got, yeah. I've got to say, I'm going to, I'm going to name and shame SiteGround. I'm paying, I'm paying SiteGround 115 pounds a month to host my website, 
And I, uh, the amount of times I get error 503 service unavailable, it's just like, you what? I'm paying 115 quid. I've got all this stuff boosted up and you still do it. So we're looking for a, we're looking for a new host. So if anybody does know of a good host before I change over, uh, let us know. Either send us a you know post on the He Shoots, He Draws Facebook page or Twitter or, or go to the website and leave a comment on this episode's um, post because I would be very intrigued to know what people are using out there and what they're kind of finding they're having as few problems of, as possible with. Yeah. No, that's good. Because I know quite a few people use... Um, there's a lot of photography sites. I think, is it Zenfolio? It's quite yeah, a popular I've heard of one. That. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to mention that although Glyn has gone ahead and built his website and, and done a cracking job, I'm looking at it now, um, you still keep your portfolio side of the website yep, separate. Yeah, totally separate. Because, because it is and a where separate. Where is that? Thing. My portfolio, when you click on the link, that will take you through to um, Squarespace. Because I, I like the simplicity of the Squarespace. I want it separate from what I've currently got. Because when you look at my portfolio, which is a photography portfolio, it's purely for there for any jobs I get. That's where my pictures are so they can see what I do. Whereas if I direct a client to my, which is really kind of store blog website, it's like, well, sorry, what are you again? Are you a photographer? Do you know what I mean? It kind of gets confusing. So there's definitely a difference between the educational site and the photography only. So I, w- I do keep them separate. Yeah. It's kind of like years ago when you when I used to have portfolio on my on my first website, probably the green one you mentioned earlier, where my portfolio would contain anything and everything I'd photograph that I liked, and it was and I was I was happy with the pictures. And then Zach Arias said to me, yeah. "Right, I know what your strong point is: portraits. Get rid of all the other stuff." And I was like, Ugh. "He said, no, no, you don't have to bin it. Just put it somewhere else." And that's kind of like I've got mm. my thought, my mindset now with this website here. There's educational site. There's also a photography site. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's where I see the evolution of your website is initially you were Glyndew's photographer, mm. whereas now you're educator, author and photographer. It's kind of the photography's there. That's mm. a given. You know, you see people see your images all the time, but your process and the way you share what you do is the most prominent side of what yeah. you do. As, as it always has um, been, to be honest with you. Always has been. Yeah. Uh, have you still got... Here's, one, here's a blast yeah. from the past. Have you still got your 500px account? I haven't cancelled it. So does that mean... Have I got a recurring payment I didn't even know about? Yeah, it went up to £50 a month. And it was just automatically coming you're out. Joking, aren't you? <laughs> your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. you know what? i don't know but while you're there through the wonder of technology i'm typing in 500px here and if it logs me in i don't know if i have because i know that 500px became a porn site if you ask me it became a porn site it's just it just seems more and more pictures it became like that now i'm having to log in here it hasn't logged me i don't know if i have or not I'll have, to, I'll have to look into that. I will definitely be checking my PayPal to make sure I've got a recurring payment going on. Yeah. Well, I think I think it did, I think it did go down to a free one because I've still got mine, but I never posted anything mm. on it because I can't cheat for toffee. But I just remember thinking, oh, yeah, you used to have a lot of pictures yeah, on there. Um, yeah. I don't tend there. to use that. And I don't tend to, like, you know, got the 500px. You've also got Flickr. I don't, I just don't really, I don't really bother with that. See, I, I had a Flickr account. And obviously being the designer, there are, 
I, there is a few photographs I've taken that I share and then there's some design stuff that I share and I never really knew where to put things so I started off with mm. Flickr and now I know they were bought out by Smug Mug and I never would never have used Smug Mug not you know not being a photographer it was no use to me um I think they bought mm. Flickr out but I noticed I kept my Flickr account open because I had some stuff going right back to sort of mid 2000s from some trips right. I'd done and I, I was paying, I don't know, every three months I was paying a little bit, £6 a month or something. And I thought, I don't mm. need this. And so on Flickr, in case you don't know, there is a setting in Flickr where you can go in, find your album and download all the images in your album because Ooh. they put the prices up again. Like, oh, we want to give you the best service and we want to give you unlimited this and unlimited that. And I just thought, no, actually, do you know what? I don't I mm. don't need it. I'm late. I'm being lazy. Like most subscriptions, like gym memberships. Mm. A card you pay it member. And you keep paying it. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, no, this is silly. I'm kind of, I know it's only six dollars a month, but that's sixty dollars yeah. a year. Yeah, that I could spend something else. So I went on Flickr and I quickly found out how to download all the images in my albums reduced it down to the basic free one and then just like cancelled the payment and left it on that and you know now we've got dropbox and google image uh, yeah google storage and box storage and all of that i know we can back it all up i liked that there was a place i could go and look at my old photos but it was like i don't need to pay no, for it right. i know i know facebook takes all your pictures down the back alley and kicks crap out of them and <laughs> and then throws them back mm. on facebook but 500px was always yeah. good yeah, it was a, it was a nice place to put them but like you say like everything once once the attention goes and the wrong kind of photography starts to appear you do start to see a trend i've got of, to say talk, talking about putting uh, you know pictures being online or whatever, i'm sure it was you that we you know the old uh, wix website we've talked about the 3945 one i think i'm sure it was you said you've never seen pictures look as crisp and oh, as sharp yeah. as what they do with wix and again, yeah. we are not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form. But I've got to say that they do look damn good on Wix. It's almost like a printed version of them. They look fantastic. Yeah, they are yeah, pin yeah, yeah. sharp. I mean, very when happy you, with that. What you see on social media is, I know, you know, there's storage areas everywhere, all these pictures, but I have to say I was really mm. impressed with it. Another one, um, if you are kind of not web savvy, and you're a you know you're a budding photographer maybe not a business but you want to kind of put some content out there i would also say go and get yourself find the easiest way to get yourself a website but but don't go and ask someone else to do it research it yourself and go and find the best one that works mm. for you whether it is you know a squarespace or a, or a wix or a wordpress.com find one but use adobe spark so like if you go to an event or you go and do something what you can do is create an adobe spark website which is so easy to set up and the quality of it is I've really sure good not, i know about it but i've never looked into it yeah i did one for an event i think i did one for adobe max for last year um really easy to load in and is it host, is your website nice hosted on adobe so it's yeah so adobe host it for you it's completely free i mean they they also adobe if you've got a creative cloud account you can have an adobe portfolio yeah, yeah account. i know about that one and but that, I mean, the adobe spark yeah, thing, that, though, can you can that have your own unique your, like your own url so could glyndewis.com be on well there? i'm not this gonna be i don't but. no i i don't know about that the only the, the where i was going with this is if you're not web savvy but you want to get some content mm. out there 
just to kind of get used to do it what i would suggest you do is get yourself a basic little website set up but go go to spark create your posts in spark and spark creates a url and then what i would do is get that url and put it in your website and say you know create a little blog post that says uh like i tell you does it alan hess oh right go on what does he do yeah what so what so what alan did when he shoots um comic-con is you go to his website and there's a blog post about comic-con and he puts the link to the spark page in it and when you click it it takes you to the spark hosting where he did his blog and it's got all these beautiful images and he he writes all this text and he says it doesn't matter that it goes somewhere else yeah it's just all it all that matters is i can't build i can't do web stuff but i know i can build a great site in spark for this particular thing so that's what he does creates a blog post puts the link in it nice little image comes up you click on it it takes you to the spark page and you could do that with your portfolio. Is you that what is, is the Adobe website. Spark thing? Is that what Scott Kelby uses for like when he does his trips and he creates, yeah. like, here's my trip to this place and that place. And so it's like yeah. individual websites as opposed to one big website. That's right. Yeah. So it comes under your account. But yeah, whenever Scott goes and shoots on a, you know, aircraft carrier or he goes and does a sports event, he just does a Spark page. He can do it on See, the road in on an his ideal mobile. world, that would be just, you know... To get the time to be able to go, do you know what? I'm going to create a quick Adobe Spark photo album of my holiday. Or like you going out with the girls yeah. and stuff like that. You know, a little day trip out with the girls and stuff. To be able to post that up just so that you can access it. That's a fantastic yeah. way that you can access it. You know, then you can tell your, you know, your mom and your brothers, have a look at this. This is where we've been. That's, that's actually a yeah. really good idea. But again, it's just getting the blooming time to do it, isn't it? I know. And the fact that they make it so easy. Yeah. So easy. You can, I think I'm right in saying... Um, I need to jump back into Spark a little bit, but I think you can create it privately so you can just share the link with friends and family mm. or you can make it public. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a great little tool. I've, I've, I've used it I'm a couple of I'm going to look into that now you mentioned it. that because I remember when we were at Adobe Max together going back two years, I guess it is now, they showed yeah. something on one of the evenings using Spark and everybody around you has got their phones out because you can do it on your phone, can't you, as well? And yeah. I'm going to use this, I'm going to use this. And then all that kind of like excitement sort of wanes away when you get back to getting what you should be getting. And you forget about it. But at the time, you're thinking, why aren't I using this? It's a great little mm. tool. It really is. I mean, and some again, of the we're stuff not sponsored that, by Adobe, lot... just so you know. <laughs> no. But but the thing I like is there is some, there is some cool stuff Um I ought to do we ought to do something about either on the blog either on the website or an actual show is because uh, I'm not ashamed to say I love what Adobe delivers. Give me a living. Same here, mate. Yeah. You know, yeah. the Photoshop's 30 years old. Illustrator's already at its 30 year anniversary. Mm. I mean, I've had a I've had a career out of that software. I don't care how much mm. they charge and how they do it. I've had a career out of it, and I to this day I still do. But um, we should do like the hidden treasures of Adobe. The, like the things people don't realize they've got like a portfolio That's not a bad site, idea, actually. Like, like the spark tools there's even there's even a spark app to help you create your social media graphics for your business if you're not very if you're not a graphic designer you can have your images on your phone you can go into 
Spark. Uh, I can't remember what the other one's called. I've got it on my phone somewhere. But you can actually use it to create social media headers. Yes, that's and the thing page. I really like. So you can almost have like a uniformity across your social media, can't you? Where you can have like the colouring yes. and all that stuff. I remember, I, that was one of the things I remember was, you know, when we were in the audience and we were watching the Adobe presentation about it, thinking, that's so good. And it can kind of format it for the different kind of things that you're posting it into as well. That's it. So Spark Post mm-hmm. is that one. The other one is Spark Page, and there's also one called Spark Video that helps you make some little videos put, as put well. Put these but in like the show notes, Max. It'll remind yeah, me to look at it as well. <laughs> I will do, because Spark was something I really wanted to get mm. into because it's it's more helpful. That there's probably more people need information on that than they do the topper, top yeah, end yeah. stuff. And, it, and these are tools that you can get, you can download on the app. And you know, get there's always that barrier. It's oh, I don't know how to do it. I'm not very good. Uh, well, there's there's also a, a line for me. I, you know, I'm sure people would disagree with it, but I always think there's a point when you're going to go into business. You must wake up and go. Do you know what? I'm going to quit my job today and inflict the pain of <laughs> of of working for myself on me with no business plan, with no like oh i don't know anything about websites oh i don't know anything about social media oh i don't know anything about email newsletters and that i don't i'd be asking so why are you going into mm. business because if you don't learn these things yourself no matter how you know even if you only use an app at least learn to use something basic to get you I going love learning new stuff. rather than i love it i yeah. love, love doing these websites and i you know we mentioned it but I, I love using premiere pro i was looking at found a fantastic fantastic channel on youtube for after effects Ooh, oh really God, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i want to let's move on let's move away from websites because i think we've we, we've covered that <laughs> And we will put, and I will do a really good show notes for this with links we right. talked about. But one of the things I'm going to skip actually, I'm going to talk about the printing thing right, last. Okay. Right. Um, the other thing you showed me on Friday, and um, again, again, this is kind of a bit of a glean episode. <laughs> I'm blowing smoke out your backside a little bit, but there's a purpose yeah. to it. So on Friday, obviously, people who follow you and know what you've been doing um, are probably you know ninety percent of what people see that you're doing is the portraits mm-hmm. project and the, you've got the big fundraiser coming up this year and you're going to be doing the um, parachute mm-hmm. jump with the uh is it red arrows or... uh no red devils red devils red devils and part of what you've been doing and you know standard glenn doesn't do half measures you've actually spent time traveling around and you've been putting together a video to support what you're doing because you're trying to raise a mm-hmm. lot of money and that and it's you know it's a big biggish number and i think what for people to invest in what you're doing i think when they see the time and money of your own that you've invested in it i think it will work and one of the things you showed me was the rough cut of the video that you've Mm. been making for it now for those who listened to a few episodes ago uh glenn and i went to see uh one of the the highly decorated sas soldiers billy Mm. billingham mark billy billingham um, we went to see him and we recorded one of his shows, took loads and loads of footage and you actually put it all together. I'm not going to take any credit for it. I just had to hold a stick and walk <laughs> yeah. around. Um, but you put together the promo video for, for Mark's, uh, for Billy's yeah. tour, which is now being used. Now, the point of this is, again, this goes back to 
I've known Glyn for 10 years and I've done a lot of work for him. There's been a lot of stuff that I've worked with him, done for him. And like now the role's reversing. I'm learning from <laughs> you. You've taught me audition. You've taught me some stuff in Premiere Pro. Um, this goes back to because we've got the tools in Creative Cloud. So if you've got them, use them. Mm-hmm. Don't sit and winch. I'm paying this much and I'm only using that. You, there are these other tools. You learnt Premiere Pro. You've learnt Audition. You've learnt you were you were editing. You probably edited the first hundred episodes of this podcast, and I've done about six. Because in the beginning I didn't know, and you sort of gave me a couple of tips. Well, do this, do this. I was, you know, and we edit the audio actually in yeah Premiere Pro, Pro and enhance it in audition, audition, bring it back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like we say about Casey Neistat, one of the things we love about watching him is not the content he gives us it's the way he shoots the content mm. he gives us and the just the, the, the clever editing and stuff like that and i know you've learned premiere pro and from that you've already made this promo video for a top tv celebrity <laughs> and now you're building this video for mm-hmm. the project do you think now that you've learned that skill this is something you kind of you would add to what you do for no. others is it, if, <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I've, I've put it out nice and simple no I see this as some because listen I mean you say you this say yeah, just you say you. you've learned Premiere Pro that's like saying you've learned Photoshop I know a bit in Premiere Pro uh, and, and I always want yeah. to learn more and that's what I love about it there is always more and more and more to learn I see this as a way of um, me enhancing how I communicate what it is that I do Let's face it, with okay. video now, if you're not on video nowadays, you are missing out massively. And I know for a fact that, I mean, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that thing for Billy. I absolutely loved it. Um, this one I'm working on now that I showed you on Friday, which has got one final bit of footage to film on the 13th. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's no way that this fundraising would work if there wasn't a video message to go out. It, it just gets it across. In two minutes, 40 seconds, it gets it across, what I need to get out there. Um, but, I mean, it, what was lovely was, I mean, I showed it to Anne. She's seen what you've seen so far with the one bit where there's yeah. there's a blank part where there's some footage to be dropped in. Yeah. And Anne's eyes were watering. And then when you saw it Friday, you said, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. Yeah, I've got, got goosebumps. goosebumps yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's a fun, yeah. that for me, as the person who's creating it, that's that's exactly what I want to hear. Do you know what I mean? That is like yes, yeah. Because it makes me realise I'm hitting the spot. Because it's not just about the video, is it? It's the music. If the music doesn't fit, yeah, you're stuffed. And people say, how, and the yeah, how do you how do you choose the music? That I can't teach anybody. It's just something no. that's in you that says that works. I don't think you can teach that. Do you know what I mean? But I think I think you no. can certainly help yourself with that by watching so much of other stuff, like the Casey Neistat's, like the Peter McKinnon stuff, and you get an idea of what music works with what. And I think that's what's helped me with this one here. And I am, I can't wait for it to be released. I cannot wait. I really yeah. can't. It's like the web stuff. It's like anything we do, even as a designer. There'll always be someone out there who's yeah, an expert yeah, that will look at it and go amateur. Yeah. But do you know what? If it's going to help raise £50,000, it doesn't matter whether you shot it on an iPhone mm-hmm. or a high-end camera. It's the message you do. The intention, what you're doing it for, um, 
I won't go into it, but I know you and I had a conversation Friday night about intention and well-meaning mm-hmm. and doing things for the Absolutely, right reasons. Yeah. And I think, I think for this, this is the time you've invested in it and the fact that you've taken it on yourself because you've got control mm-hmm. over it then. You're not relying on a bunch of other people to do it. I think you've done an amazing job. You, and again, you know, I, I can only learn from you on that because I know you're very dedicated to it. But it just shows that we've all got a skill level. If you're a photographer, you know how to use equipment. You already know how to use Photoshop and Lightroom, or at least you should. Um, these tools aren't a lot different. They're not. And you know it's what? If you, get... if you can get your way around Photoshop, you can get your way around Premiere. Because there is definitely a a kind of... I don't know what the word is, but you can tell that Premiere is made by the same people that do Photoshop. Because to me, I'm speaking for myself here, I can't speak for everybody, it just seems logical. Do you know what I mean? The way the way you, you use it, and I just I think Premiere is the just the mutts. I really do. It's just it's just fantastic. It's just other software is available. Uh, yeah, but, but... I wouldn't use it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely I love how things all sink in. I just and every day you find out something new. I'll have a quick look on YouTube and I go right. What, what else can I look at today? I'll learn something, and you go. I didn't know that. That's brilliant. It's, I mean, there's one little thing yeah. that I noticed on a video that Peter McKinnon did. You might have some, this, I know we've gone off track here, but if you've got a bit of music that's got like a definite boom, 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 boom kind of beat to it, there's definite a yeah. beat to it, and you want to have some images that every time that beat goes boom, 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 the pictures change. Now, what I would have done before was manually looked at where on the, on the audio, where the it peak. peaked, change the video, cut that, put the next video in. No, mate, you can just drag a collection of videos, drop them onto the timeline, and it just does it for you. It's like, oh, my God. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow. I think I remember them showing that as like sneak peeks or something. They would, I remember one year at Adobe Max, there was a big thing about video and Jason Levine mm. was showing it. And that was one of the things where around the music and the imagery and, uh, and, uh, and you know, we sit, I, when I see it, I just think, God, that must have been a pain yeah. to put together, having to find those marks yeah. where does it, it, does it automatically, especially with yeah, the fast bit of music. The other thing as well about the music, I want this, I know that this video is going to be two minutes, 40 seconds. Right. Can I try and find some music that's two minutes, 40 seconds? No, not no. at all. But I can do, I can put any music, and I mean any length of music pretty much, into Premiere, export it into Adobe Audition, and 30 seconds later have that music exactly the length that I want it, and it would be seamlessly trimmed or extended. <laughs> it is just out. It's wow. outstanding. It's outstanding. I love it. I, I, I get excited when you learn something new. I think it's fantastic. Just think of all those years ago, like 10, 15, 20 years ago, where you had to hire I know. I outside know. and yeah, the yeah. money. The, the and that, this is the thing you see. This you say here, it. people say, yeah, but, and I've, I've said this in the past, that if you've got a job to do, if a job needs doing and it's not what you ordinarily do, you should be concentrating on what it is that you're good at, pay somebody else to do what mm. they're good at. Now, I, that still stands, okay? I'm not saying, yeah. you know, you take on everything. However, when I think about the time that I have... I don't know if wasted is the right word, but I'll use it anyway. When I've been wasting time wanting something to be updated or changed and it hasn't been able to, and I've had to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, and I've not been able to do the thing that I needed to do because that change hadn't been done, now I can just go and do it straight away. And I'm going back to the website thing. If I need something changing, I can change it, bang, move on. 
And, and for yeah. me, all this stuff that I'm doing now is I'm, I'm not a control freak, but I sometimes find it hard to delegate because I I like to know that it's being done how I would want it to be done. And this yeah. this is allowing me to be I think we're all that like way. that. Yeah. And um, we've said before, we, we've joked about times when, you know, we, we did the photography. It's where, where f- we'll say photographers don't have any work coming in. You know, and they're sitting at a coffee shop with a picture of a, oh, look, I'm having another coffee. Because at least if I'm drinking coffee, I look professional. Mm. But the time they're waiting for work to come in, they could be learning another exactly, skill. Yeah. Get, off, get off social they media. They could be learning that learn software. Some, get off social media and go to something like, I don't know, was it LinkedIn Learning or Skillshare yeah. or even YouTube and just get on there and just learn something that day, something new. Yeah. There's some great, great video and web content out there to, to do some of the basic mm. stuff. In fact, if you, want, if, you want to, if you want people to see something you've built yourself, um, either whether it's Squarespace or Wix or wherever, and you're a photographer or a designer and you're listening to the show, send us a tweet and put a mm. link to your website and we'll we'll re, we'll retweet mm-hmm. it and get some of our listeners to come out yeah, and look at your work. Yeah. And, and obviously, you don't have to comment through us. You can c- go directly to them and comment and help them, give them some feedback on their website or or some video that they've done um, and just help each other. Just just be positive. Don't be like, oh, that looks like it was built in. You know, and I know I've done it in the past. We're all a bit snobby about what we do, but just go and help them. And on the subject, as he moves swiftly along <laughs> onto, the ne- onto the next part, speaking of photography and video, in a couple oh, of weeks' yes, time, sure. we, we will be at the photography and yes, video show. Yes. Now... As somebody who's working on the show and has been putting together, uh, we started it last year. It's in its second year in uh, the editing suite. The show itself is seven years old now, and this is my sixth year working with them. Yeah, this is my sixth year working for them. Uh, Johnny and the team. We've had Johnny Sullins on, so I'll put a link. John, if you want to hear more about the show, we interviewed Johnny, who's kind of the the future events Mm. manager, top bloke. Um, But it's really good. Um, so anyway the last two years it's been photography and video and there's a reason for that it's because all the gear now that you buy these these phones we have and these Mm -hmm. new cameras you're buying all have 4k high res slow-mo hd video capabilities which is why we're saying about learn these skills because you've got Mm -hmm. the equipment that shoots this great stuff now tonight i just was looking on a blog post and uh it was um Oh, who was the singer? Pink? No, not Pink. It was some top singer. They've just had their music video done, and the whole thing was shot on an iPhone. Really? 4K, yeah. What, a, a, a big-time music? A music, a big-time music wow. video, yeah. It was on, I was looking through some photography news, and yeah, they, and it was the first one that had been shot all solely on mobile. Um, but yeah, so we've got a thing called the editing suite, and in the mornings we're going to do photography and in the afternoons we can do video and audio and and what this is for these are starter sessions um editing sessions so you can come along and we've got uh, the first session of the day in photo and the first session of the day in video in the morning in the afternoon is tony harmer who's ex adobe and he's going to be doing like photoshop on the ipad um begin, beginner's guide to photoshop for photographers uh, retouching tips and tricks but and then in the afternoons we're going to be looking at rush which is a mobile oh, yeah. version of premiere pro some some basics in premiere pro how to get set up and then we've also 
we've got four sessions in the morning four in the afternoon so the four in the morning will all be around photography so and there'll be third parties so wacom are doing something yeah, i'm doing that um, to printing one for x right yeah you, that's right and we've got uh, i think we've got um capture one Ooh, as well okay yeah doing something oh, Dave Grover. That, actually, um yeah so we've got We've got other software. We're not. It's not just mm. Adobe. The first session in the morning, in the afternoon, is purely Adobe. But there are other Adobe sessions. We've got guest presenters coming in who are going to be showing some tips and tricks. But more importantly, you know, we've got the photography covered. We're all all the photographers know all that stuff. You can still learn things. I would encourage you to come and sit in on a couple of the video ones in the afternoon. Because mm. apart from the editing suite where there will be some like tips and tricks, how to edit on the go, how to shoot and edit on mobile, um, some stuff about, we've got Alex from Rode, Alex Thinkston from Rode is going to be some stuff about audio, oh, with somebody talking yeah. about how to how to edit and shoot for YouTube, how to, you know, con- consider for the out- output as well. It's really, there's tons of good stuff. We've got 32 sessions, I think, over the four days. Okay. Um, we've got eight eight sessions a day. But, within the show there are other areas for video there's a a drone zone there's um there's other mobile stages video stages uh, there's talks on stands so you can come and learn photography and video and i would say if you're coming to the event leave your backpack at home we all know you we all know how much gear you've got it's okay you don't have to show it off come along with an empty backpack come and sit down in some sessions and learn go with the aim to not only learn something new but something glenn has also said before is when you learn it go home mm. and do it if you want to come and learn a little bit about video or mobile editing or shooting or or a bit of audio come and learn it sit in a couple of classes but go home and do it i'm genuinely it. looking forward to going it. to some classes because I know, I know i've got some sessions with uh, yourself we've got the live he shoots he draws we're doing on the stage yes on the uh, monday so that i'm doing a live stage i'm on the westcott stand i'm doing the printing thing with x-right but over four days there was plenty of time for me to go and sit in on some classes do you remember last was it last year we sat in on david mcclellan's one about doing the oh, oh. It was superb wasn't it about broadcasting live and he had a multi-cam yeah live setup using mobile phones and stuff that was absolutely bang on and he's he's doing that again david's doing some he's not in that suite this time he's in a couple of different ones but he's doing a similar kind of thing is just being able to create content with the, with yeah. what you've got so um, and we hope i'm gonna sweet talk him and get him back on we've the podcast to. it's long overdue we've got to do a oh, tech man, update people we want to introduce when he's talking about what favorite apps yeah. there are out there now and he's he's the man we've got to get him on he is he's the only tech guy yeah. i'll go to if, if David says use it, I'll buy it. I don't care how much it is. <laughs> so we're hoping to get David back on a oh, show yeah. soon because his his knowledge. He if if you haven't seen, you've probably seen David on TV. He does watch. I think it's Watchdog or the cry uh, the rip, rip off Britain, Britain yeah, yeah. and yeah, and he's always on Breakfast TV talking about some you know um, tech. He's a, he's in the paper. I think he's in the Metro or the Standard or something. He's, he he knows his stuff. He's so there's but. Yeah, there's a lot of people at the show. There's a lot of content. We encourage you, if you've if you've got a spare day over the four days, it's Saturday the 14th, 15th, 16th and 17th of March. That's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday. If you want a ticket cheap, you can get 20% off if you use a code CLAY, G-U, so <laughs> C-L-A-Y, D-E-W-T-P-S, 
20 that'll get you 20 percent off but you've got to order that before march the 11th online it's a single day ticket come along and if you want a little tip for parking don't park don't in careful because it'll park. fill up <laughs> but find one of the nearby hotels yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and use the hotel that's close to the event. I'm getting there so early, mate. I'm going to be part of oh, it. I honestly generally, um, I generally cannot wait. It's, this is going to be a really good yeah. show. And plus it's four days of hanging out. Exactly, yeah. But it's so much... I say so I love it. I've for, for a graphic designer to work at a photography show for six mm. years says something about how good that show is. That you know, our publishers Rocky Nook will Brilliant. be there. Can't wait to see Scott and uh, C- Yeah, CBL will be Westcott there. So our books will be available. So Brandon will be yeah, there. I can't wait to see Brandon again. There's, there's, it's just going to yeah. be a really good social as well. This is. Yeah, so we're doing the live stage. So Glenn will also be on the live stage. We'll be doing an episode of the podcast on the Monday at three o'clock. Uh, we've got our guest is called Fabrizia Costa, and she's actually we're going to be talking to her about something that's really close to home mm. for us so she's got this thing called eyewitness and what she's doing is kind of encouraging what a lot of photographers should be doing which is print yes. your work just because you know if we keep backing it up on the cloud and something goes wrong and we lose it all we've lost our images and and this whole thing is to encourage you to print print and print and print some more whether it, I mean, i've got an app on my phone and I get a, I get a reminder that says it's the end of the month. You can get fifty, I think it's fifty free or forty free printed photographs off my phone, and all I pay is the postage, like three quid. And at the end of every month, I get uh, I've got two apps that do it, so I think I can probably print up Have to you fifty used images a month off my phone. Yeah, yeah. I often if the, if we've been yeah. out for the day, I print off pictures of the kids. Or if they've been mucking about at home, they've done a little picture. I just oh, get mate, them printed to, out for Again, them. give me the details of the... My God, you've kept yeah. a lot back. I thought you were a mate. You're supposed to let me know this stuff. But... My real name's not Dave. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with this protection. <laughs> Put it in the but, show um, notes. Show yeah, notes. it's just a... Oh. Yeah. So it's a cool little app. And it's just all about getting your stuff printed. But, all right, you can use... Poor sods have been having their houses flooded mm. recently. I'm sure I've lost, you know, storms. You do lose a lot of stuff, but it's the, it's the way you store it afterwards as well. But Fabrizio is going to be talking about this eyewitness program. And, and so the the, pod, the live show is kind of going to be you and I interviewing her, but me interviewing both of you because you obviously print has been a huge oh God, yeah. drive, paramount to yeah, what you've totally, been doing. Yeah and you won't have met her i mean we'll probably get an introduction because she will be at the show so i'll make sure the three of us oh, meet on, up on that note if i may my perfect yeah. prints guide is now available through my new website oh well we'll have to put a link for that in as well this is, this is going to be a link frenzy today i've got some work to do tonight <laughs> um but yes yes i was gonna i was gonna come to that though um so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. It's the, the whole thing about the importance of getting stuff printed because there is no excuse. You can buy really good printers these days. I think somebody posted a blog post. They they were talking about an Epson printer. They bought brought, bought yeah bought f- a good few mm. years ago, and they said it's not great on color, but they shoot a lot of black and white. And they said for black and white printing, it's great. And Julianne last week she said every year. She prints a blurb. I, th- I presume it's a blurb mm. book or something like a blurb book. She produces a book at the end of the year for herself of 
the work she kind of cares to think like her yearly portfolio yeah, of her yeah. travels and everything and then she also prints her regular stuff out she says you know if i'm out and about and i'll see a good pack of paper i'll buy it and i've got a printer at home and she says it's not all high quality she says what i do is by printing it out and laying it out on a table i can actually see where some images go together she likes doing diptychs and triptychs where she put <laughs> two together so and weird, three together he's practicing that <laughs> i did <laughs> But she she likes to pair images up. That's part of yeah. what she does. She likes the contrast and juxtaposition. Nice. Big word, big scrabble <laughs> word. Um, so she prints a lot. And this is, you know, if you send it off, there's a lot of places you can get mm. free stuff. Like, you know, cheap, free prints, but just get your stuff printed out. You, I know you've got your memory wall. You just and actually just, and this is going off slightly off tangent, but you mentioned Blurb yeah. a few moments ago. Um, yeah. That perfect prints... Uh, guide that I've done, which you're going to put a link to. Mm. I, as I understand yeah. it, I can actually get, I can upload the PDF to Blurb for them to create a magazine of that. Yeah. So yes. I, do I, I'm all right. So I can just upload the PDF. That's it. Yeah, and people can just or, pay no, for it. No, I want to get a copy as a magazine format myself oh. as well. So. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't think it's, it's not. I've looked. I think it was eight pound. Oh, so I was like, wow. there you go. Because at the moment, I've got it and bound myself, that. which looks kind of cool, but I'd love to see it in a proper printed magazine format. Yeah. Mm. I might, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking cool I thing. might get four four of them done. No, five, because I want one. And then give one mm. away every day at the photography show. That's a good idea. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's good marketing <laughs> for you. <laughs> but yeah, if you do, if you do ever download... Um, this is a good little tip, actually. If you do ever download a PDF... A book or something and you kind of want the, the printed you want a nice printed copy of it but you don't want to do it at home and then you know individual mm. paper and staple it all together and just send it up to blurb or one of those online sites where i only say blurb because it's just easiest and, to and use they, and they it are works good. with indesign it works with like yeah. they are good um but just upload it and buy yourself you know just pay for a magazine or a book version of it and keep and keep it in your office and then you can quickly go to it and and the other good thing a little tip with those pdfs is and i've done this before is when you get a pdf you open it in acrobat mm. there is the ability to add blank pages into the document so what you can do is where you've got maybe the end of a chapter add a blank page in for making notes so that when you go and get it printed and it comes back you can actually make have a page to make your own personal notes ab about your because you might have a process that's slightly different and you want to make some oh yeah well I've I, I'll have to remember this setting write it in there put a little asterisk next to one of the I chapters might or something. add some blank pages at the end of it enough for notes do I need to create a a back page as well because obviously I've got a nice front cover done. Do I create a uh, blank page yeah, for I mean, the back, like with a colour on it, so it's like you, the end of the book? Yeah, yeah, you can do. Yeah, you can have a back page of a magazine. Just create a, just create like I don't know, a twelve page or sixteen page, right. something like that. Um, just remember, if you're getting it, if you're getting it stapled, and it's not, um, oh, what's the the perfect yeah, yeah. bound? If it's go, if it's going to be stapled, you have to make sure you're the pages are multiples of four right. so if you're on 12 pages you're gonna have to go up to 16 
And if you're on 16, you're going to go so up to 20. So I can 20. use those blank note pages. There we go. Yeah. All right. And, and here's a, here's a little, little secret thing. I, <laughs> when I wrote my book, How Do I Do That in InDesign, available at all bookshops book. and some rubbish ones, um, I actually wrote in the notes that I was going to ask the publishers to put a couple of blank pages in the back of the book called Stuff Dave Didn't Include But I Don't Want to Forget. <laughs> For the for somebody to buy two copies, one for the bookshelf and one to keep <laughs> on the desk, and they could and when when they were working on a tip and they found something that was new, they could go to the back of the book and make a little note of it for themselves to remember. Oh yeah, cool, I learned that. And it's not in the book, and I was like I said, not everything's in that book. There's a lot. It's two hundred and sixty. But that pages. means there's, there's potential left for a second one. Oh yeah, how do I do more? <laughs> yeah, in I like it. Watch this. Like watch it. this space, and uh, and he's changed the name for it. But yeah, so print. That's what we're going to be mm. talking about. Uh, photography and video. Come to the show and learn some stuff. And if you're looking at thinking of creating your own content, we've given you loads of info about built websites and tools you can use. I'll try and put as much as I can remember in the show notes. I've got to edit this tonight to get it out for Monday. So as I listen to it, I'll make a note of where we've said it. But um, that's cool. it. I've Thank enjoyed you for this joining chat, us. Mate. Good yeah. catching up. Although obviously yeah, it's always on a Friday, but it's always good to chat. Yeah, of course <laughs> it is. So, so, so in fact, someone on Facebook, I'm, I'm on a podcast group on Facebook, and they ask the question of all podcasters: What's the best? What was your reason for starting your podcast? Mm. And I went on and said, because it means I get to speak to my mate 50 more times than I normally would in a year for a good hour about something we love. And it just so happens we get to share it and people are still listening to us. That's good. But um, I think next week, what are we on? It's the first Mm. day. So pinch punch, first day of the month. And it's St. David's Mm. Day. Yeah. so this show should be out on the second, if all goes to plan. Maybe late on the second, but we're out on the second. There'll be an episode on the ninth, uh, which could well be an interview that I'm working on. I'm getting. working on one and all. The as you know. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that might that if you mm. get that done, that can be next week because that'll be a nice sit in between the perfect this one, one ready and for what's the, coming right, yeah. after. Yeah. Um, the week of monday the 16th we will be at the photography show we will be trying to get some interviews while we're there as we've said uh we may be having that monday off just purely we've got a lot of prep to do Mm. for the show and just kind of getting it out and everything so what we may do is take monday the 16th off unless i maybe get an interview and i'm and if i get it edited then there will be a show but it's quite possible we may have that weekend off, but come along and see the live episode on the. We Monday. could also record one of That's our. The, uh, yeah, in the hotel. yeah, which is how this all started, yeah. anyway, wasn't it? The chats that we have in the hotel when we were away. So we must, we must yeah, do we... one of those four <laughs> days away. We've got to do one in the hotel room. Yeah, we'll just have to only do the stuff we can yeah. get away with. <laughs> but uh, I, I am going to ask for the. I am going to ask for the live one to be recorded this year. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, um, hopefully, a bit of video. Hopefully, on video, because there's a couple of people there I know who can do it for us. But definitely the audio. 
so that it, we might put that out as a little bonus episode. It, it might be not so good because there will be some visuals on stage, which is why I'm thinking if we can get a video, we might just put it on the mm-hmm. website and make the audio available. But that, that's also potential. But you no, know, that's it. Cool. That's this week. It was all about website and printing, about helping yourself, DIY. That's it. And don't be scared. Uh, all fit for that's purpose. So, so on that note, I'm going to say good night. God bless. And I'll see you and, next and week. And same from me. Goodbye. And thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> no, you go hey, first. Go lots and lots. Lots and lots. No, Bye. you go. Lots and lots. Bye. Love you more. Bye-bye. I'm leaving that in. I know you will. <laughs> he Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by Westcott, a worldwide leader in lighting and light modifiers. Have you seen the new FJ400 strobe? This 400 watt second strobe is an ACDC strobe that has the fastest recycle time among any 400 watt second strobes at just 0.9 seconds at full power. With its fast recycle time, color consistency, and unique features, you can see why photographers are completely overhauling their lighting systems in favor of the FJ400. Pair this strobe with the first ever universal trigger for complete control using the same trigger across Canon, Sony, Nikon, Fuji, Panasonic, and Olympus camera systems. Yes, it really is a game changer. Come see the FJ400 at the Photography Show in Birmingham, March 14 through 17. For more information on the FJ400, visit fjwestcott.com backslash FJ400.